0: Good morning everybody. Um, welcome to Scriptural Logic. My name is Wade Yusufology. And um, the today's um podcast is um something I'm doing out of uh, necessity because of a question um not a question per se, it was an, an argument I saw on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. No. And um, the argument, um, a guy was telling the other that, um, the the guy was telling him the first week that God is love and he exhibits love and God does not hate anybody, which is an absolute truth. So the the guy now um, pointed out the scripture where God said, I loved Isaac. And, um, and I loved Jacob and Esau I hated according to Romans chapter 9 um, verse 13 and so he pointed that to him that if God had said that then there are certain people God does not love or God hates um, in this world that we live in and I had to jump on the on the tweet so now I didn't, I, I'm not going to be teaching this or I do not know this because um, I know so much of a, of Bible or, or I was not able to answer that question because I had the knowledge of the answer to the, you know, the lack of understanding or an explanation to the lack of understanding the guy has there. But I think it's because of a privilege of God that I have. By having his fundamental philosophy, yes, the philosophy of Christ of God Almighty Himself. So, um, you no, know, the philosophy is basic for life. Philosophy is like the basic knowledge you have about things. Your the, your basic understanding you have that you have concerning things, and of which that was what that guy was trying to push ahead. I mean, the first guy was trying to push ahead. And their conversation, but the other guy did not get it now. So, and he was unable to explain it. Now, this is it. There are certain things that are basic about God and they cannot change. God is love, it cannot be it. God is good, it cannot be bad. In fact, even when God when you when God does something to you that does not satisfy you, or you are not pleased with. us, it is going to generate goodness for you eventually, either you like it or not. All you just have to do is follow that light, follow that pain, follow that suffering, follow that endurance. It is definitely going to bring out goodness for you. And that is, there's no room, there's no two ways about this. Now, another um, thing about God is that He's always faithful. And He will always hold on to his word. And another thing about God is he is a God of purpose. This is something we need to observe very critically, you know, in this um, observation of Jacob and Esau. Now, let's go back to Genesis chapter 5. When their mother was pregnant with the two of them in her womb something happened genesis 25 verse 22. let's read from 22. the babies just each other within her and she said why is this happening to me so she went to inquire of the lord then the lord said to her two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated one people will be stronger than the other the other will serve the the older will serve the younger let me start from here there are some things that we need to you know we need to fact check with the scriptures that is the reality of things we need to check you know, things from a reality, you know, point of view. That is the reason why um, I call this podcast uh, Scriptural Logic. Um, the logic there is uh, what I call reality. It's more like the reality of the scripture. What, you know, is actually obtainable from the scripture. And, you know, and um, we being realistic about it. Look at, look at this. even no let's fast forward let me quickly fast forward to you know a couple of chapters after this after their beds then Esau and Jacob you know their birthright story went then the time when the father wanted to die and he wanted to drop the blessing on Esau then their mother arranged it and Jacob got the blessing and because of that in chapter 27 Esau got very angry and promised to kill Jacob and the mother head and told him to run away. And that was when he went to Leban's uh, house and all of that. Now look at look at something. I think in that should be around Genesis 31 or 3 30, about I can't really remember now, but I, I I know the story. And what I'm trying to say is this. As at the time when there was reconciliation between Jacob and Esau, when they were going to meet back again after several years that they have separated, that would describe the both of them as very, very wealthy. So now it means that when God said one is going to serve the other, yeah, it means. It is it, it, it wasn't talking or it wasn't referring to slavery. So there was nothing like hatred here. Nothing says one is going to be important, is going to be more important than the other. The only thing in everything that God said here and that God exhibited and God rotted with their life is the difference in their purpose. And God showing His power and His ways of doing things. Let's let's go back to Abraham. Abraham, God promised Abraham that you are going to be a father of many nations. Ideally, from everyone's head, you will you would not you would think and believe that there is no two ways about it. Um, um, Abraham was going to have planted kids, like at least before Abraham. You know, especially when God called him out in Genesis 15, though he was about, I think, 70 years or 75 years then, and, you know, he led him on and said, come to the land I'm going to give you, and I'm going to make you father of many nations and all of those, and all, of those, all those promises he later made to you. He would, he would normally think that he would have plenty children, at least to start with, You have like 50 children so that he, from there the many nations will be built. But the way God does his thing is not the same way we do our own thing. And the way God would walk supersedes the way we think he should work. Not We will not impose our own idea on him. The way he chose to work will always supersede the way we think he will work because he knows best. Now, look at all the Abraham had. In fact, he had one son. Look at it. In fact, it was the same thing that happened to the father that happened to Isaac again. The first son Abraham had was Ishmael. And when he got to a particular point in time, when Sarah was still finding it difficult to give birth, Abraham went to God and told God, God, I have Ishmael already. He is a boy. He is my son. Just pour the covenant you, want, you have made with me and you want to give me pour it on this boy. Let me train him in your way and your will and let's continue to, you know, expand and grow from here. Instead of we're still waiting for another child and God said like, you are not serious. I don't think you know what you are doing. This boy, Ishmael, will also be great. That was God's word. This boy will also be great but he is not the son of covenant and that God close. That case there, and before you know it, Abraham had to send that send um the son and the mother out of the house. In fact, it was the, uh, uh, it was that you know uh, prayer Abraham prayed to God that went to bet that thought in the mind of Sarah like now the mother is even disrespecting me, and the son is being rude to me. Yeah, I don't want to see the both of them again in this house. At least I am the I am the. the the woman you are legally married to she be your wife yeah, send the both of them out and they did they went off yet God eventually went on to bring out Isaac from Sarah when he was ready now he brought him out and now Isaac grew up to this point and now Isaac now has two sons just the God the Father had two sons he chose one from them he chose the one he lies. We cannot force our will on God. Those are the things God you know, has always been proving to us at every point in time. Now, when he did that, he told Rebecca, um, Madam, you have two sons inside of you. They are going to be two different nations. Hmm? And you see these two different nations. Trust me. One is going to be my nation he's going to be a people of mine a nation of mine their culture will be mine now that is what you know he meant here when he said one is going to be the slave to the other because one is going to live according to my purpose and the other i don't have any business with him but you see this one Jacob, his children, his offspring, the set of people he's going to raise that are going to come out of him, they are going to be people that I will tutor, I will train, I will raise, I will design according to my will and my intention. Now, that is what he meant by saying, and the older will serve the younger. Because, you know afterward when God started making covenants with the children of Israel started making it you know started making some covenants with them when he started establishing them as Israel and said every nation on the head will serve you that was what he meant but not like they will be your slave or not like the brother no when when God was telling you know um, Rebecca, then Rebecca would probably think Esau would be someone that would not hit except he see Isaac no but you know, but all of those things were manifesting. Look at look at the time when they had the issue of porridge and all of that, and you know um, Esau said, I give you my backs right, you're now the elder, am now you're younger, and now all these you know, all of those things they were just like shadows of the truth of where we are actually going to. Now, so when the the book of Romans um, chapter nine verse thirteen was you know portraying um, them as um, you know like what God said to Rebecca and it was like Jacob I have loved Esau I have hated simply means Jacob I have chosen Jacob I have purposed Jacob I have elected Jacob will be my nation. If so, I am not going to have business with him. That is what he meant by, I have hated. It is not really um, trade as we we have decided to, you know, um, push the agenda. Let me use that word uh, on uh, um, by ourselves these days, you know, making it seem like God you know, loves one person, More than the other, or God can decide to hate you, and you know it also gives some people the right to think they are. Certain people are more are, um, are inferior to them. You know, even in the church, it is very very easy for us to look down at each other, on each other, and you know make some people feel you know less loved, less accepted, less you know welcome, and some people don't even. You know it's one of the reasons why we create all this unnecessary um, mindset and um, culture of um cancelling where we have cancelling culture, culture and you, like the moment you cite someone you size them and you just feel like man this guy is on what just throw him out and let him just you know be out of this place and we just automatically feel you know but the truth is this for each and every one of us, there is a purpose. For each and and our purpose cannot be the same. Our purpose cannot be the same. For it now, according to what I figure out later on um, in this story between Esau and uh, Jacob, you know, Esau went on to you know establish the nation Edom. Jacob's children established kingdom of Israel and I noticed that a couple of times when the children of Israel when they misbehave he will send the children of Edom to go and flog them while at the same time God still expects them <laughs> to relate to them as brothers because at another point in time I think in the book of uh, I think Zechariah will tell about when God was coding the people of Edom and was telling them that you, you Edom, when Babylon attacked your brother, instead of you to help them, you are supporting the people of Babylon, and that is your brother. You, you help Babylon to hurt your brother. I'm going to deal you. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to break your head. You can imagine. So it was never an issue of you know God hating them. If God hated you know um Esau, he, he definitely would not have any business keeping him alive. He would have, you know, for the sake of the fact that he does not like him or he does not love him, he won't even let him come out of the womb. Then he wouldn't have allowed him to even be the first. Right there, they have, I, apparently one of the reasons why they were struggling in the in the womb of the mother was like, I'm going to come out first, I'm going to come out first. And the fact that their destiny will always, you know, go against each other means a whole lot. So, it is very, very important for us to, you know, have an accurate philosophy of God for us to, you know, be able to understand the scriptures and, you know, Live by it, by all means, and at every single point in time, so that we don't ever get to misconceptualize the word of God, or misunderstand or misinterpret what He's saying or what He was trying to do, and um, and so so therefore um, um, we we get out of line and we mislead people. This is what, this, was, this is one of the reasons why a lot of people, you know, some a lot of preachers have. You know, preached Arabic um, gospel, Arabic truths, and all of that, and it has messed up people's mind, mind, and you know, knowledge and understanding of God. And you know, we have different capacity to reason. We have different capacity to take words and accept you know things, and we take things differently. So the way I am gonna understand things is gonna be different from the way some someone else will understand things. Some, I, I remember when I was young, when they tell me to just take it like that and just live by it, then a lot of time that word being not true will come back to hurt me. Then it got to a point in time when I started growing. I when they tell me things, I go back to research more on it. I you know study more on those things. A lot of people do not know that. And some people have lived their life based on all of this falsehood. That you know should that you know that you nothing know, that you should not even pay attention to in the first place. People have lived their life on those falsehoods and you know it has injured them. And that is why it's very very important for us to make sure that we have you know an accurate knowledge of God, a very accurate philosophy of God. We need to understand how we thinks, how we reasons, how we behaves. God does not condemn anybody. The thing look 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 at it look at um, the you know it was, on, it was on that question someone asked me about um, um, opera and root. I think I'm gonna make a different podcast on that, you know, she was like what was the scene of um, opera? What what's the difference? You know the like, what was the scene of opera? What did opera do wrong?'" shouldn't Oprah have come back why why must she follow Naomi the way Ruth did you know all of these things are just and when I get the question for the phone I was like wow that's true now look at it Ruth was not even supposed to go to the land of Israel normally if it wasn't like God had a purpose and an intention and you know, God, you cannot determine for God, you cannot judge for Him, you cannot tell Him what He will do, He does whatever He wants to do Ro- Roots, um, is from a nation of Moab Moab is um, a nation established by one of the sons of um, what's it called um Lots, yeah, the ignition is that one of the sons, one of the sons, grandson of Lots. You know, the daughters of Lots, after the fire consumed the place, they thought they were not going to have, you know, their own man to marry them, and they decided to sleep with their father and they became pregnant simultaneously. And one of the sons, you know, of those daughters establish the land of Moab and God already placed a course on them that they are no longer part of his people and he does not he does not ever want to see them come close to the land of Israel. But Ruth came from the land of Moab and you know she came down to the land of Israel and you know <laughs> foreruned the lineage of Jesus Christ. So as the truth is God does not hate anybody god deals with you the way you dispose yourself towards him if he calls you you answer him he will roll with you if he express love to you you express love back to him he will continue to express love to you that was why he said any tree any branch in me that tries to bear fruit if you bear one fruit and i see that fruit in you i want to make you bear more fruit. that is god that is the way he rules. that is the way he does things i pray god will help us to understand him more he will give us more knowledge of His. And apostles always live in accurate understanding of who he is in Jesus' name. Amen.